I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home studio recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. I'm here in the studio far away from you. Um, Do you want to tell folks what's going on, why you're not here today? <laughs> I'm in my apartment um, out of what we used to call it back in the old days an abundance of caution <laughs> remember that Ooh. phase march of yep. last year yeah basically i i was feeling a little iffy this week and then i went and got a, a test for the c word mm-hmm. and it was a rapid test it was negative and then that same day I, I was around someone who then told me later that they had tested positive. So I was like, okay. Awesome. Love it. Cool. <laughs> I got out of it, I think, because I was negative on Tuesday, which is when I was around that person. But now I'm like, okay, I should avoid people in the event that I got it from them yep, yep. until I get tested. So we're going old school. And by old school, I mean what we were doing two weeks ago <laughs> and recording via Zoom. Some other housekeeping stuff. I know I we said on our off week that we were going to do an Instagram live and that never happened. It certainly did not happen. <laughs> but we're going to reschedule that. I actually recorded a thing explaining how we were going to reschedule that and then Barry just mm-hmm. forgot to put it in. Um, Sorry that I was working late at night. So <laughs> we were all Sorry. basically we're very well put together this week. Everything is going <laughs> great. The other thing is that I finally figured out how to put uh, the bonus segment on Patreon as audio. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, uh, you can go uh, onto Patreon and get the bonus segments delivered right to your podcast feed uh so you don't have to every time a bonus stuff comes out it'll just show up right in your audio feed wherever you get podcasts that'll be our our bonus worst things first story so you'll get those extra stories every single week love it right in your feed and then if you want you could go onto patreon and also watch the video but i do recognize a lot of people are like i don't want to see their dumbass faces <laughs> Anyway, so those are the announcements coming up on today's episode. What's happening? We're going to kick things off, as always, with Worst Things First, obviously, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we are diving deep into all of the things that Barry and I hate that everybody else loves. We're doing our own shit. Woo! It's just one of those weeks where we have so much to, to talk about, so much to feel bad about. <laughs> So much shit to get off our chests that we just have to do a, we just have to do, you know, variety. Yeah, we can't be constrained to one topic this week. Exactly. And finally, we've got Matt Steele and Matt Palmer on the pod. Matt and Matt, they are both co-hosts of the podcast and YouTube channel, Two Gay Mats. So yeah, this is, this is an iconic episode featuring three whole gay mats. We get into so much vanilla, geography, cats the film. We bitch about all of that so much more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right. Worst things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First, a woman in Michigan set a local record after wolfing down 50 chili dogs in 22 minutes. Oh, my Lord. Which is about one dog per 26 seconds. I have never done anything that quickly. 26 seconds. For a regular hot dog, I would not say that that is particularly shocking. I mean, really? That's fast. 
Yeah. For chili dog? <laughs> I would really have to see like a visual evidence of exactly how much chili is on. Because I don't know. I mean, f- Chicago hot dogs uh, are famously kind of overloaded with toppings. Oh, yeah. You got your hot peppers. You got your relish. You got your mustard. If you even think about putting ketchup on there, you get the fuck out. I mean, yeah, I used to put ketchup and mustard on hot dogs. Still do. No, I don't. Because my sister shamed me. I remember I was at a family reunion and I put ketchup on my hot dog. And my sister said, "Uh, you're from the Chicago area. We don't put ketchup on hot dogs. And I was like, okay. And then I never did again. (laughs) I refuse to kind of give in to that level of food-based peer pressure. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, my sister, she's convincing. Okay. You know who else didn't give in to pressure? This this woman named Molly Schuyler, who, uh, according to a local TV, just showed up and started eating. <laughs> well, wait, like, this it, wasn't, it this wasn't, wasn't a contest? It wasn't a contest. <laughs> <laughs> the, the full quote was just, hot dog, Schuyler said. <laughs> <laughs> so she walked in like Thor and was just like, hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so this particular establishment is, is is called the Corner Bar. It's in a place called Rockford in Michigan, Western Michigan. And they do have like a, a local challenge where anyone who eats 12 dogs in four hours gets their name on the wall. They The manager said that there's 6,000 names on the wall. So I think okay. it's like it's. That is the that is the entry level challenge, and then some people take it upon themselves to be like, "Oh, you only you uh, only twelve in four hours. Watch me watch me suck down fifty of these in twenty two minutes." The previous, I think legally she now owns the restaurant. Yeah, honestly, everybody in that place who runs it should have to should have to set down their tongs, <laughs> the tongs that they use to, to to turn the hot dog. You got it. The The included information here is so baffling. So it says after 19 minutes, she had eaten 44 hot dogs. Neither of those is like a banner number to include. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know why they specify that. I think it's like, oh, she got to 44 hot dogs, which beat the record. And that happened at 19 minutes. But that didn't. She could have stopped, you know. Right. She already beat the record by half a hot dog. That is the, but she said, that's no. the significant number there that I that I missed. I'm going to keep going. Exactly. Yeah. 44 hot dogs is the record. And then she... Nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> I mean, you know what else didn't just stop persisting? Her asshole that night. Let's be real. Because <laughs> there is no way that she is not fully prolapsed. <laughs> Her asshole is now an external organ. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, next. Um, This is kind of a a story that uh, we maybe heard before, but um, it's still happening. So I guess we got to we got to call it out. Wildlife officials in Minnesota, famously the land of a a shitload of lakes, I believe. So many lakes. I I think that's the official slogan. Land of a, a shitload of lakes are begging citizens to stop illegally dumping their unwanted goldfish in waterways <laughs> because it turns out they'll get big as fuck if you leave them on their own. Dang. Yeah. Un- unrestricted by the tiny glass bowls that they're usually in or carnival bags that you tear- carry them home in, they'll grow to the size <laughs> of a football. Your little goldfish? Yeah. Size of a football. And then they compete with the native fish and shit, and they fuck up the ecosystem. Dang, this makes me feel really bad that any goldfish is kept in a bowl. I think it's kind of like, you know, it grows to the size of whatever container it's in. Yeah, I just feel like, would you want to stop the Hulk, like, at a smaller size? I guess probably because then he would stop smashing. (laughs) (laughs) Bad example. um, Should they have stopped before they uh, learned how to split the atom? Yeah, (laughs) probably. (laughs) I mean, I guess we have nuclear power, you know, energy, different line of thought. (laughs) Yeah, so officials in the Twin Cities, uh, they they recently found like a bunch of giant goldfish and, and some of which were as long as a foot and a half which is such a long goldfish. 
And they weighed as much as four pounds. Okay, not to victim blame, but I feel like if your whole thing is about having a bunch of lakes, it gives people the impression that, like, so what if one gets fucked, you know? Like, there's ample lakes here. Yeah. My goldfish would be happy to be in this lake. There's 999,000 others. Wait, that's not how math works. 10,000 lakes would be. There's 99,999 other lakes. Like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, two things. One, I love that you corrected yourself and then continued to provide the wrong math. And then two. Oh my God, it's 9,999. I hate numbers. (laughs) And then two, yeah, you're absolutely right. I do think it's like, obviously none of them are connected. Like each of them is very much like an isolated environment. Famously, that's how kind of the world works is that nothing Uh is connected. So yeah. 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 What's one, what's one lake? They probably won't affect any of the others. Right. So it's fine. (laughs) I'm saying that's what people would think. So you know, maybe maybe get a different slogan. I think that I, I can't tell from this if the issue is that people are flushing goldfish down the toilet and that's mm. how they're getting in the waterways. Or if it's like you decide you don't want your goldfish anymore. So you throw it outside, to you know, at your personal lake, because that is I would assume everybody in Minnesota just has a, a lake assigned to them. Yeah. So I don't know. But either way. You should humanely murder your goldfish before you throw it away. City officials, they are working with this company that uses boat electrofishing, which is they dip wires into the water and then stun all of the fish around it. And then they float to the top and then they just scoop them up (gasps) and then kill them, which feels like cheating. Yeah. You're just going to electrocute all the fish and call that fishing. That doesn't count. And then you're going to hold up the big goldfish like a fisherman and say, oh, look how big my goldfish that I caught is. Yeah. That's no. not imp- Nobody is impressed. You're not going to take a picture of that and hang that up in the cabin. <laughs> I never caught a big fish. I was such a loser when it came to fishing and everything else. <laughs> and finally, a woman in Augusta, Georgia, said that she was scared shirtless. Direct quote. (laughs) When she spotted what she thought was a piece of fuzz on the floor, uh, but then she went to reach for it. It moved. Another piece moved. Turns out there were 18 snakes under her bed. What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? Why? Hold on. I have so many questions. A, A piece of fuzz and that ended up being a snake? What is fuzz? Snake? Not anything fuzzy about a snake. No, no. Yeah. I'm picturing perhaps like maybe by fuzz, she meant like lint, you know, when you clean out like a dryer lint. Yeah. I, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. The, the further piece of this story, I don't know if it makes it better or worse, is that it was a mother snake who had uh, had 17 baby snakes. No, I don't like that. It makes it worse. Definitely makes it worse. I've never thought about baby snakes and I never want to think about them again. But what if they're just like a little worm? That's what I think would make sense if that's if that was the fuzz. But I don't know because I've never thought about it and I never want to think about it again. That is, I think, what is happening here. So there was one bigger snake somewhere Bigger in the sense that it was probably like a garden snake, but then it had had like tiny little baby worm, worm snakes. And that's what she thought the fuzz was. Um, but yeah. Also, I'm sorry, but saying like, oh, but what if they're like, like little worms? Are worms supposed to be cute? Is that? I'm just trying to alleviate to like- the, the trauma here <laughs> for you as a listener. And because uh, it seems like these people did just fine. I mean, they went out. Her, her husband. Really? She was scared shirtless. That is so. true. She did lose a shirt. Which I still don't quite understand what that means. So this entire story was just taken from someone's Facebook page. You know, this is like a thing that I think a lot of tabloid kind of places do, which is that someone posts a story on Facebook. It goes viral, perhaps. And then they just kind of transcribe the story uh, and and claim it as like an original. Kind of like what we do on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so this woman, I... I almost wonder if it auto-corrected from shitless to shirtless mm. or if she or she just thought that that was what the phrase was, scared shirtless. Yeah, or she was so scared that she ripped her shirt off. True. 
the which I've I done. I mean, that's yeah, it's my number one instinct when I'm scared. It's just rip off my clothes. But yeah, the the woman's husband used a grabber tool to place each snake in a linen bag. I don't know what a grabber tool is. That could be anything from tongs to like the things that inmates use to pick up trash on the side of the highway. I was going to say the thing that my grandma Eve used to use to get things off of high shelves. But yes, also that that's yeah. what co- that's what comes to mind when someone says grabber tool. Trish said, "Still not confident." That was the last of those things. Scared shirtless, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would ever, I, like, I would have to move. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. If you want to hear and see even more stories that were brutally cut from this week's episode, you can head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash MapLSI. Subscribe uh, and get all that. Next, we're complaining about it all. No topic. All topics. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right. You know, I think it's just about time for a good, good old fashioned complaining grab bag, as I like mm-hmm. to call it. No theme, just <laughs> vibes. Mostly negative <laughs> vibes, to be exact. Yeah, I keep a running list of all the things that I that I, that piss me off just for this Same. occasion, just for moments like this. Because obviously I always ask our guests, what is one thing they hate that everybody else loves? And then sometimes this question gets flipped on me and then I have to scramble for an answer because I hate so much stuff. So we're going to allow ourselves a chance to answer this question with multiple answers. Let's do it. Let's get into it first. I'll go long socks. Mm, a new trend. It is a new trend. I don't know what Gen Z homo that works at Nike decided <laughs> that we all need to be covering our shins all of a sudden. But I have seen it, especially amongst the gays in, in recent months. I think this is the trend is short shorts, white shoes, like mid shin socks yep absolutely know what you're talking about and when i was a child you would get you'd get bullied if you wore that (laughs) on the playground trust me wedgie city you would be introduced to (laughs) i just will not be covering more leg than i have to cover no you're like you got long beautiful legs you want to flaunt those babies those long socks I, i think it makes your legs look shorter also to me it makes my feet look bigger I don't know if that's real or just my optical illusion, but that's how I feel. And I never want to emphasize my large feet. Yeah, maybe this was also when I was younger, I used to be very self-conscious of my calves. Like my lower legs were always very thick. (laughs) because Basically because they were not toned at all. Uh, I had no calves. So it was just like a trunk. You know why you have no calves or had no calves? It's because Chicago is flat. Yeah. We do not have the muscles in our bodies to walk up hills. They, those muscles are underdeveloped. Every time I go, even in different parts of New York City, it, in, where it's slightly hillier, I'm just huffing and puffing and my legs are sore the next day. And I'm like, why are my legs sore? I'm like, oh, because I walked up one hill. Right. I mean, also because I um, wasn't walking anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was sedentary more than anything else. Um <laughs> But I do have this very specific memory of my of like walking upstairs during like a family party and one of my aunts being like, wow, your calves are so thick. <gasps> Never comment on <laughs> anyone's body. That's the rule. I don't even think she it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't in a derogatory way. It doesn't but it was matter. Just, yeah. Obviously, it has stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think, you know, and I don't I don't want to lean into anything that is you know where where what is comfortable to you okay but i do think long socks have the effect of making your legs look less toned because it's like i think in my personal opinion <laughs> what i enjoy in a lower leg <laughs> is you know the calf and then it comes in and it's it's there's that it's smaller at the bottom people often call calves the booty of the leg yeah 
And I think when you when you cover the lower leg, it has the effect of making the it makes it look like it's just like a straight kind of trunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You lose. The anyway. Boot. Yeah. <laughs> I just am old enough to remember when not wearing socks with shoes was all the confirmation that you needed that someone was fully gay. <laughs> In fact, I have a text. One of the first times I like screenshotted a text message from my mom was when she said, is not wearing is no socks a gay thing because <laughs> she saw Nate Berkus on Oprah. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yes, <laughs> that is beautiful. What else do I hate or do you want to you want to throw one in? All right. So one thing that I hate that everyone else loves to do, and this is maybe this is a little controversial. But I think we should just completely do away with saying you're welcome. When I say thank you and then someone says you're welcome, I want to punch them in the goddamn face. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck you. OK, you think you're better than me? I already thanked you. I already did that. And now you saying you're welcome, it makes me actually resent having said thank you, especially for a, like a small task. Yeah. I think that you should say my pleasure if it truly was your pleasure. Or no worries if it was something that was like kind of annoying, but like it's not a big deal. But mm-hmm. to me, your welcome is just like, okay, so you're a bitch. Right. And people love saying you're welcome because it just make like it makes them feel like higher up, you know? Like I'm, I'm better than you because yeah. I did the thing. Yeah, I remember reading something about how like some an older person, a boomer, uh-huh, says thank you and they expect you to say you're welcome yeah and it's like no i did the thing already i did what i was supposed to do right and you you thanked me for it transaction over yeah or when they text and it's just your you are don't the letters (laughs) i'm like not not enough yeah no at that point that's a real slap in the face next this we probably talked about in some form, but vegetables on pizza. Mm. No place for vegetables on pizza. Mm-hmm. I don't care what. Okay? Fuck an onion on my pizza. Fuck a pepper on my pizza. Fuck an olive in particular. That's insane. That's just my parents what are you even love doing here? olives on pizza and i bet it's the black olives right the ones that are black like, olives yeah, like, oh my god why? green olives on pizza is i will i'll vomit right here <laughs> that is disgusting yeah sometimes so we'll we'll get pizza and like sometimes we'll do like half disgusting and then half what i like which is mostly <laughs> just meat and cheese yeah one little olive will get on my half and it's like okay well now this entire meal is ruined <laughs> to throw out the entire pizza yeah, I I just yeah it, it looks like a f- fish eye staring back at me. <laughs> it looks like a little beetle's asshole. <laughs> okay, another one from me is that um I I love the end result of a manicure. I love the way it looks. I actually really hate getting manicures specifically when they push back your cuticle. That, to me, I I don't know how people just sit there and don't make faces. They just sit there and they're like, la, 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 la. But that feeling to me, I I hate it so much. Also, when they scrape off all your calluses in a pedicure... I'm always I'm so ticklish and I always like kick and like can't sit still and it's just it's so embarrassing but specifically pushing back cuticles during manicures and like just the whole process of getting a manicure it's not relaxing to me it's not fun I only do it every so often for the end product of pretty nails um but like I hate actually getting manicures and pedicures I'm like literally shivering and writhing as you describe <laughs> just because I yeah I've gotten a, a, like a, a manicure twice I think that cuticle part is enough to make it not worth it the yeah. entire thing it like lights up the like top of my head I, is that a thing like out of anxiety like the top of my head gets tingly but not in an ASMR nice way in like a like a fight or flight kind of way is that normal is that is that probably not. <laughs> and finally. This one, honestly, is what what inspired this is, again, not something that people like love, just something I want to bitch about, which is the rules of the garbage rooms in my building. (laughs) (laughs) 
I am so fucking sick of people who live in apartment buildings. So I live in apartment buildings with the, every floor has a trash room that has a trash chute. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, there's a hole in the wall and you put your ba- bag in the hole and it goes all the way down to the bottom. Uh-huh. That is all you have to do. Walk down the hallway and put a bag of garbage in a hole in the wall. Literally the most convenient possible way of getting rid of garbage. (laughs) As someone who grew up in the suburbs and every week you had to drag this giant, big, heavy garbage can all the way to the end of a driveway. That might have raccoons in it. You never know. Yeah. You have no idea what wildlife (laughs) has nested in that garbage can overnight or around the garbage area. Oftentimes, there are multiple cans that you have to take out because it's a week's worth of an entire family's garbage. All you have to do in an apartment building with a garbage chute is carry your fucking bag to a hole in the wall. And somehow, people still fuck it up. The amount of times that I open that trash chute and there's just multiple bags shoved in there, stuck, so I have to get everything loose, or someone puts a pizza box in there, or... Our building very specifically says on the wall, do not leave anything on the floor of the trash room. Nobody is going to come and pick it up for you. And what do I see every time I walk in that fucking room? Someone has left something on the floor. And it makes me irate because I'm like such a rule follower. And like I every time I break down a cardboard box that I've gotten, which is everyone gets everything delivered. So obviously I have plenty of them. They very specifically say, don't leave your broken down cardboard boxes in the trash room. Okay. There is a bin in the basement that you have to carry it down to and people still fucking just leave it unbroken down. Just the full box they just put in the room. No. Which is so rude. Also, it's one of those things where it's like, what do you like when it's not there later on? Like, who do you think did that? One of your neighbors. I don't know. I could I I I I it's just like yeah, someone obviously probably who works for the building did this and it's like so you feel like you got away with it right. because it worked, I guess, and you can continue doing it. But like anyway, I hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> I just this is why I wish karma is real. Yeah. And I hope that one day when you own a, an apartment building everyone leaves their shit in the <laughs> hall and that's it for this week's deep dive next we got matt Steele and matt palmer on the pod right after this commercial break i'm bobby finger and i'm Lindsay weber and i want to tell you about a podcast i think you're going to love who weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't does celebrity news stress you out are there too many people you've literally never heard of Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense thing you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost, but now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. My guest complainers today are the iconic duo, Two Gay Mats, which means we have met a a critical mass of gay mats on one podcast. So we have Matt Palmer. He's an aficionado of all things pop music. And Matt Steele, a, a musical theater buff. And of course, the two of them host the podcast and the YouTube channel, Two Gay Mats, where they talk about all things pop culture. 
Welcome, Mats. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. I'm so excited. Um, you can never get enough gay mats, you know? I agree. No. I, I mean, feel like every other gay person I know is named Matt. And so whenever one of us <laughs> is sick, there's another gay Matt waiting in the wings. It's great. Oh, we have so many backup gay mats for our podcast. It's not even funny. <laughs> Add me to the list. I Yeah, <laughs> we're all understudying one another for being the, the gay Matt. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because exactly. this is the goal, which like which gay Matt will survive. <laughs> <laughs> right. There there needs to yeah. be a survivor season that is gay mats only. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and we I'd all die at the end of it, except for the winner. Yeah. That's yeah, the only way. This is your audition right now, so no pressure. Okay. Well, this is my <laughs> podcast, so if anyone's dying, I know it's not awesome, gonna be me. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, we've gotten ahead of ourselves. Usually we start by asking, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? And I know mm. you each have a few answers, so we can we can get into all of it. I don't okay, know who Matt, wants to you, start. I was going to say, do you want to start, Matt? I, I guess I can start. Sure. Uh, so I think we need to talk about uh, the fact that vanilla is a fraud of a flavor. Uh. <laughs> and the audacity that it has to be labeled as a top tier flavor is absolutely unacceptable. I have a, a personal aversion to sweet things that are flavorless. So things like whipped cream, mm-hmm. caramel, sprinkles, like sugar cookies, things like that are just like disgusting to me. Sure. Um, and vanilla does have a distinct flavor. Yes. But it's so subtle that it does veer into that category just mm. enough that it infuriates me. What infuriates me so much is the fact that it's it's so lauded by people. And the fact that <laughs> there, there seems to be such a snobbery around the flavor of vanilla. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, okay, it seems like if you're like, oh, I don't want vanilla ice cream. It's too basic for me or whatever. The vanilla stands come through the woodwork and they're just like, oh, well, maybe you just don't get it. See, my palate is so sophisticated and I can uh, sense the the notes of the vanilla bean better than you, maybe. Uh-huh. Like, it, there's just such an elitism uh- with vanilla. <laughs> but I- the thing is, vanilla has put in no work. Wow. They're okay. Like. I've been biting my tongue for a long time. Yeah. I saw I saw the list of what Matt Steele was saying for his rants. Uh-huh. And two out of three of them, including this one, are personal attacks against me. It is very common knowledge in our home that I am very pro-vanilla. I'm pro-French vanilla. I'm pro-whipped cream. We've argued about this several times. I feel like this is now being used as a platform to attack me. <laughs> and I don't know that that's fair. Yeah. I've, I think it's funny. Um, I have the same reaction. I think it's funny that you've invented this villain of a vanilla like stand, like there are vanilla stands out there. Oh, oh my <laughs> because god! Because I feel like so people horrible. often malign vanilla as like a boring flavor, and now I feel like I need to assume the role of the vanilla <laughs> villain because I I will go hard for vanilla. I feel like I recently came into my love of vanilla because it is no. so often people are like, it's just boring. We need something else mixed in. We need something. That, but vanilla, it sounds like you've become an adult, and so. I'm excited for Matt Steele to join the party. I will never join this party. <laughs> I, I am on the opposite end of town at a different party. And that is the chocolate party because chocolate may be as subtle as someone punching you in the face. Like obviously like it's, it's the complete opposite of vanilla, uh-huh. but at least chocolate puts in the work. Like vanilla does nothing for you. Sure. Vanilla sure. needs something to compliment it in order for me to handle it. I, I, I would agree that I am often like, I'm never like, oh, I would love a scoop of vanilla ice cream right now. Like, I, oh, you know, no. it, it goes with something else. I'm usually like I enjoy it as as an accompaniment. But I do think it deserves credit on its own. That's I remember being a little kid. I, I agree with you. I remember being a child and they would like hand you a, those little like plastic tubs of ice cream with like the wooden stick for uh-huh, a spoon. Uh-huh. And it would just be a little thing of vanilla. And when I was a little kid, I was just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Like this isn't well. That you think is I'm also get excited about this. Yeah, those little plastic cups. That was like not even ice cream. So that's no. a hard. That's a hard thing to like judge vanilla on because I don't think those had any flavor. I mean, right. ice cream in general is also something that I find a little overrated uh, amongst people. Okay. I, I do love to, it. We're gonna have to I, shut look, this down early. Even to turn his mic off, I can do that. If I we need do, to. I yes. do love ice cream. If ice if ice cream is available, I will eat it and I will enjoy it. But I do think people go a little hard for it, and I'm like, okay, calm down. 
Sure. I, but I guess that's a topic for another day. Anyway, so <laughs> vanilla and ice cream. Um, starting off strong. Do we want to right. switch off and do uh, uh, other Matt? Yeah, sure. I can do mine. Mine, I may have misunderstood the assignment just a little bit because I don't know that people love this. No, that's <laughs> I hope fine. That's okay. We can right. just hate stuff. It's, that's okay. <laughs> the thing that I hate is, okay, I've always in life had a thing about... I'm, I'm, I feel like self-respect is big for me mm-hmm. and I feel like how other people live out their lives. I want them to be displaying self-respect as well. Sure. And for whatever reason, when I see a human being they're somewhat. And the thing is, we all run are running late from time to time. We're busy people, with busy lives. When I see someone running around in like full day wear, non-athletic clothing, like rushing to their meeting, like running on foot. Uh huh. I it's I truly break out in hives. I'm like, I cannot deal. I understand that you're late. It's probably very important. You must get there. But I feel like once you've walked outside the door, you have to make peace. It's like I'm late. It's not going to happen for me today. And that's okay. It's like when, you know, uh, you're late for something in a car. They say if you go 10 miles over the speed limit, you're just more likely to get into an accident than you are to Mm -hmm. make it to your place any sooner. (laughs) I feel like that should apply to being on foot as well. And has this bitten me in the ass? Have I been late to things? Have I been going to a play with my boyfriend? He has begun running and he looks back at me and he's like, are are we going to rush to get to this place? Mm -hmm. And I just looked at him and said, no. No, I will not. And were we late? Yes. Did we have to wait until like 15 minutes in for us to sit down? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't thrilled about that. But I I have to look at myself in the mirror later. And if I were to have been completely covered in sweat from running from point A to point B, I couldn't do that. When I tell you this is infuriating (laughs) to live with, (laughs) because nothing is worse to me than like being late to a play or a movie. And I remember one time, I was running late with Matt Palmer somewhere. This is when we first, you know, met, started living together and we were going somewhere and I was, I wasn't even running. I was just like briskly walking, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which like, you know, I'm a pretty fast walker in general. Sure. And I was like, okay, we have to like walk fast and immediately just like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) And it's like, what? You have to have boundaries in life Uh and they are to be respected. He's like, I'm not, I don't run or walk fast unless I'm wearing athletic (laughs) Where <laughs> I was British back then. <laughs> also, I don't know what happened. Unless I'm wearing athletic wear. I mean, I do think it is the gay default to like power walk. Like the True. we walk faster just by nature. Uh, yes. You know, we got places to be. I would agree, though, that anything faster than uh, a, a brisk walk is too fast. I, it's too fast. I Even in athletic wear, I, I just don't understand <laughs> running ever. It's never a good idea to me. <laughs> Unless oh, someone is like a, a, a mountain lion is chasing you. Right. That's the only then, evolutionary yes. reason. The exception that proves the rule. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I can't tell you when the last time it was that I ran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if I'm running incredibly late, I'm more than happy to run in my regular clothes. Yeah, no, I think I've accepted. I mean, this is the part of this kind of self-respect versus like, okay, do I value my future? Uh, It's like, (laughs) am I willing to be late to a meeting, but not be ridiculously sweaty and gross and, you know, to saunter in with my with my self-respect intact? And I I do think I default to that. Yeah. Yeah. I have no self-respect. Okay. <laughs> I don't care how That's I That's been made clear to me. <laughs> well, I don't know also because, you know, you may be speaking from a point of not sweating privilege. I don't have that. I, I am a heavy sweater. And so anything more than a brisk walk means I'm walking into that place fully wet. Mm. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's very fair. I am not a heavy sweater. Okay. So, so yeah. I, I do have that privilege. That is privilege, honestly. <laughs> I I am sorry to I, both of you. I mean, no, I'm not either, honestly, but we're never going to get close. We're not even g- g- scratching the surface of like sweating being an option. The other, we could, we could switch back to a, a, another hated item, Matt Steele, if you want to give another one on your list. Okay. Uh, well, something that infuriates me and it feels like it's only me. Like, I feel like I'm the only one with this problem uh-huh. um, because a lot of people fall into this category. And if you're listening and you are one of these people, I'm not sorry. It infuriates me 
when a grown, educated adult does not know where the states go on the map of the United States. If they're, if they're, you know, a US you don't, citizen. You, don't you just want to look at me while you're talking about yes, this? Yes, Matt Palmer, I would love to look at you. <laughs> it's, I don't, I can't comprehend it. It's like, if you are over the age of 25 uh-huh. and you are still just like, I don't know where New York is. <laughs> Or like you see the shape of West Virginia and you're just like, I don't know. What's that? Nebraska? Like, I I cannot wrap my head around that. There is a map in almost every classroom that you've ever been in, except for like a science room or something like that. Have you never looked at it? You're not studying the map every time there's a map in front of you. But you look at it. You see it. Do you? you, There was just a big election. Did you not look at that? I was very tuned into the election and I knew all the states at that moment. But like watching a season of The Real World or a season of Big Brother, I forget all the states. Like I forget all the contestants as soon as it's over. But see, you are not constantly rewatching season three of The Real World, Los Angeles. Like you are... You are like the maps are always around. So they're always uh-huh. there. And you're just like, are oh, they? yes, this is what it looks like. And I can understand if you're like, oh, sometimes I switch up Alabama and Mississippi because they're right next to each other. Or sometimes sure. I mistake Vermont and New Hampshire because they're next to each other. Or like, oh, Colorado and Wyoming are both kind of squares. So I get the confused, even though Wyoming does have a slightly curved edge. Um I I do not understand, and it it truly infuriates. It makes my blood boil. In defense of people like this, like me, mm-hmm. I I this is maybe a thin argument. I never had a geography like learn the states course. I went to one <laughs> school for elementary school, then one school for junior high. In the elementary version of the junior high, they did that in fifth grade. Right. I right, didn't do right. that in fifth grade, so I missed the entire unit. There was never a test. I can get you, you know, Georgia, the state. It's by me. We got Florida, Texas, clearly. Things get a little muddy after that. Yes. And I feel like that's okay. You also, I feel like, are overestimating how often I'm to be looking at and studying maps. Like, are are you really seeing a map in every room you go into? Like, I don't believe so. Before we, because, you know, we've been chatting so much. And um, if people uh, are unaware of sort of your background, so how, tell me your like friend origin story. What's your, what's your meet cue? Craigslist. (laughs) 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 Always bringing together people, that Craig. You know, it's it's how friends and uh, collaborators and empire makers are made. Craigslist. Um, And, and and, you know, murder victims. But you guys. (laughs) Yeah, you know. We, I know. We've gotten close to that uh, with each other, but like, <laughs> okay, not we, it hasn't happened yet. Um, no, I we actually went to NYU together okay. at the same time. Um, Matt Palmer's one year older than me. He loves saying that, but uh, but we were in different programs, so we didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the be important later. Um, so I he moved to LA. When did you move to LA? In twenty ten, around the time of uh, Taylor Swift Speak Now release. Uh, okay, <laughs> yes. important important to, to note that. Yeah, good to have um, a marker. Um, And I moved to L.A. from New York in January of 2012, which is when Give Me an Album that came out January 2012. Shit, I don't know. I'll have to think. Okay, well, think on that because I want to know what era I moved to L.A. in. And so I was looking for a place to live in L.A. I replied to an ad on Craigslist. Uh, It was a a four-bedroom, three-bathroom house, and they needed one more roommate uh, because someone was leaving. Um, And so I... They interviewed me and me, that's how me and Matt Palmer discovered, oh, we went to college together. Right. So Matt Palmer discovered, oh, we have friends in common. He hit up the friends and we're just like, hey, is Matt Steele normal? And they were probably just like, no, but he's <laughs> but not he's harmful. Uh-huh. He's harmless. And so we, uh, I moved in with them. It was the two of us and uh, two other guys. And then in 2014, the two of us moved into an apartment on our own and yeah. Yeah. When I moved to LA, I knew one person from my high school and became friends with all of his friends. A very nice man, but a very straight man. So mm-hmm. I'm in this house with like a bunch of straights and we're getting all these applicants and I see a gay and like, come on, let's pick this guy. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> I just need a little something. Right. And so it worked out. And I was that little something. You were a little something. Yeah. And so then in like 2013, we would, you know, fight all the time about various <laughs> things like, right vanilla and running in clothes and people were like oh you guys are really fun together and so we were like oh what if we created a show where we just kind of like argue about things together uh-huh. you know we both have different backgrounds and right. things from different perspectives right and i have taste and 
All right. Then we, so we did the YouTube show first and we just started the podcast like a little over a year ago, maybe two years ago now. 2019. It's like two okay. years ago now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's really fun. Yeah. I mean, no, that's that's like a while to be to be roommates and to still like be sticking it out. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's, I, he, we have very different schedules. I feel like we're both very easy to live with. And it's like, you know, it, it's I've never had a less difficult roommate. Oh. That's a good thing. I know. This is me being nice. After He's you never, made fun I've of never. me twice about vanilla <laughs> and geography, and I'm like, oh, it's great to live with you. I should take that back. I, I just want you to be educated about geography. I just want you to be educated that about the world, sailed, the world sweetie. in which it's you live. It's not going to happen. Well, yeah, at this point, we'll I do feel like there's no like late in life learning how geography works. No. Um, late in life, <laughs> I say. What do you mean how it works? We're, we're, we're it's getting there. Up. It doesn't work in any way. It's just there. It's sure. there for Sure, sure, sure. I mean, it's changing all the time. They might be adding more states at this point. It's like, who knows? But yeah, I mean, so being roommates, especially over the last year, I mean, clearly you've made it, you've made it through (laughs) Miss COVID with, with your lives intact, having, having not killed one another was my point. We're fine. As I mean, we also like our apartment, you know, we were all on opposite ends of the apartment. That's like good, I'm in the, the east wing and he's in the west. Uh-huh. <laughs> this apartment is small, just so we're all clear. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like it's something it's not, but we do. And my apartment used to be a studio in and of itself. So it's like, oh, I have a lot of space in here mm-hmm. and you can, you know, be in the living room and I cannot be bothering you. So, yeah, we kind of just have a, a solid setup. That's yeah. good. It's. I feel like people underestimate how much the layout of an apartment affects the relationship. Because, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. The sharing of a wall in itself is like, that can be make or break. <laughs> <laughs> and we've never shared a bathroom. We've never shared and a bathroom. That is very important. We've yeah. always had makes, our own bathroom. Yeah. So that's good. I know my current apartment has two bathrooms, brag, and I do like that <laughs> I'm able to like just have my own. Even when guests are over, I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no this is that mine. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I I wanted to ask about some some tweets. So Matt Steele, oh, you shit. <laughs> did you go did you through look at our, our tweets? tweets? Of course I did. Oh, oh my no. god! This is bad. I don't oh, know what Jesus. I said. Go on, okay. go on. But I mean, I think you guys are you're you're relatively innocent. You know, you haven't okay. tweeted anything too incriminating about <laughs> okay. about yourselves or anybody else. But mostly, these are just some recent ones. Matt Steele, you tweeted, "I'm gay and I don't drink coffee." <laughs> when did I tweet that? <laughs> as recently as this year. No. How are you forgetting your own tweets? Wait, was it a retweet or something? Like, was I quote tweeting someone who said something like, get all gays drink? You don't need to get all the info. Just answer for the phrase. Like, you don't drink coffee. Well, I'm gay and I don't drink coffee. Like, that is a fact. Well, Well, you came um, down. Yeah, you came out as a not coffee drinker. So, oh, I think speaking of things that uh, people love that I absolutely hate, coffee is the most disgusting flavor on the planet. Okay. Not not even like a fraud flavor, just like. Wait, even if it's like a coffee ice cream? Yes. Disgusting. Oh, Matt, that's ridiculous. No, any type of coffee. And people ask that all the time. I'm just like, I hate the flavor of coffee. And they're like, what about coffee ice cream? Well, and I'm like, co- coffee, coffee itself is a different flavor than if you were like a mocha chip ice cream. No. Those are two different flavors. It's so that's a same. valid follow up question. It's all the same. But yes, I am gay and I don't drink coffee. I want to say, I remember someone being like, uh, saying something like what is your sexuality and like what type of what is your coffee drink or something right right there was a reason why i retweeted yeah this was uh i'm getting a producer note that this was in (laughs) response to someone who said like that gays only drink iced coffee and Um, you were you know you listen well the people had to know. Oh, yeah, I'm you all have to represent that minority. I was going to say, um, representation matters. Yes. <laughs> did a lot that day. Right. Are, the gays are a diverse community. Yeah. Um, some of us drink iced coffee. Some of us drink hot coffee. Some of us have taste and don't drink any coffee. I mean, that is, you know, offensive to me as a coffee <laughs> drinker. Uh, I will agree that coffee as a flavor in anything else, I do find repulsive. Uh, as someone really? who loves the flavor of the taste of coffee, 
But when it's this in any other form, I'm just like, all it is is like dirt, bitterness. It, it yeah. tastes like dirt. Yeah. Wow. But God, when it's I in just in coffee form, I drink it black and I just, I can't get enough of the dirt flavor. But in like a cake and an ice cream and anything else. It's interesting. I, whenever I talk about like, whenever I talk about like foods Very that nuanced. I don't like, I'm not a picky eater at all. Like I'll try anything and I love pretty much anything, but the things that I really don't like are very common things like vanilla coffee, like stuff like that. So people are like, Oh, he must be picky. But I'm just like, no, it's just these things that I really don't like are just pretty common things that people commonly like. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, this was an, an older tweet from, from Matt Palmer. Okay. In surprise to literally no one, I don't love nudes. <laughs> Did Matt Palmer tweet a nude? No, no, no. I'm curious as to what, uh, <laughs> like, is this is this of yourself? Is this receiving them from other people? It's, I was on a different podcast and nudes came up. And the, uh-huh. the host, who was a friend of mine, big fan of nudes. He likes sending them. He likes receiving them. And I am very much like, I, I, you know, I, everyone should do whatever what they love. But like, I feel like even just from texting me, you'd be like, he doesn't want me to send a picture of my penis. Like you would get that from our text interactions. Uh-huh. And just cause it's not like what, this isn't doing what you think it's doing. I have received, I remember when I w- was on one of those apps and like we had gotten to texting and a guy sent me not just a nude, but it was a boomerang of him helicoptering his penis. Oh no. And I was like, why do you think I like, what was the hopeful response? Like, what did you think? I'd be like, that's awesome. Heart. Like, I can't wait to hook up with you later. Like, absolutely. I blocked him immediately. I was like, how Uh dare I just, this is not the way to my heart. Everyone's different. I feel like everyone has their own thing and you know, more power to everybody out there. But if you, Mariah is my number one. And if you grow up listening to like, you know, my all, and you know butterfly and you know the music box album in full you're looking for a little bit more romance than a helicopter penis no you're looking at me like that's crazy i think this is i just think it's an interesting connection that you made (laughs) right right mariah of it all and like well i listen to mariah so of course i don't love helicopter dick i feel like that goes without saying those to me are completely connected look i guarantee you there are some lambs out there who are pro helicopter dick who are just like yeah helicopter that dick yeah, that seems like a pretty safe guarantee. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, maybe they're more of like a emancipation stance right. than maybe like a butterfly stance. It's a different, era, it's a different era. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's an mm-hmm. equals MC square stand right there. For sure. The touch my body stand. Yeah. <laughs> and then to end, I want to get back to so Matt Palmer, you had on your yes. list Cats the film. <laughs> and I have. Oh, we're going to be here for a while, girl. Okay. Well, I mean, we don't have to dwell on it. I will say I am a proponent of Cats the film. Uh, so yes. that, was my, that was my last movie that I saw pre quarantine. I saw a rowdy screening of it at Alamo Draft House. It was one of the best movie going experiences. Uh, oh. I unironically love wow. that movie. I found Cats to be like. Uh, disturbing and upsetting in a way that's so visceral and like (laughs) like I couldn't get out of the theater fast enough I've never I think I've only left a movie one time I I walked out of cars in like high school or whatever this was the first time that I really wanted to leave since then just the 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 animation of how the human cats were and Mm -hmm. how they were their faces looked and Jason Derulo and who was eating the roaches as who was that Uh, Rebel uh, Wilson Wilson. Wilson. Taylor Swift when she popped out and everyone's cat parts it was really something to behold and that was I was in a worse mood that day than I was for all of COVID there was no (laughs) low that was as low like it was the worst thing that happened to me but he had to stay because we were reviewing it on our two game at youtube channel I yeah and i i this was my most anticipated movie ever and so i was so ready for it saw it three times in theaters <sighs> and had a a wild time each time i, I did see it okay, twice yeah okay matt tell me okay there are parts of the cats movie that are questionable nauseating mm-hmm. but do you not find that from judy dench's entrance 
until the end of uh, Skimble Shanks. Uh-huh. It is a beautiful movie. I think it's stunning. Like that chunk is just so well done to me. Like the dancing, the I, you, you should Judy, let him answer. Judy Dench's <laughs> no, numbers I'm, exquisite. I'm trying to like kind of mentally run back through the movie in my head because it's all here. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I had to forget geography in order to remember cats. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I I agree. I think I do think Judy Dench and like Sir Ian McKellen are the best parts of that movie because they are like you know trained. Shakespearean actors who know like this is ridiculous but we're gonna commit uh, mm. but yeah that being said is it a viscerally upsetting movie to, to even watch <laughs> as an experience yeah but yeah, that is but part the- of the joy <laughs> okay so you're like fine with that it's that so is like upsetting a part of that it. it comes back around to being <laughs> to being acceptable to me <laughs> Well, I also, to me, it's like, oh, everyone has grown up looking at this and seeing this because I would always, I would always, you know, watch it when it was on PBS. It was rec- the Broadway production was recorded for uh-huh. PBS. I would see it on different concerts and everything like music. And you just assumed concerts. all other kids were doing that. And I just assumed all other kids were doing that. We so, were not. So they had a history with cats. So the trailer was Matt Palmer's first exposure to cats. And I was like, what's so upsetting about this to him? This is cat. It's cats. Like, right. What are you expecting? That yeah. was uh, yeah. I'd never seen a, a seen a production of it pre that movie, so I was in the same boat, but had the opposite reaction. So oh, you need to see the recorded Broadway production, then you'll like get it. You'll be like, oh, I understand what right. this is. Right. I uh, yeah, it is on my list. I yeah, I love that we kind of came we came full circle. You know, I I, I I think I'm now kind of in the middle of the 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 Matt Palmer Matt Steele spectrum again. Which I, I think that's which good. I love. This is the welcome, trifecta. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so before we end, where can people find each of you and your work? You're you're both doing stuff outside of the podcast too. Uh yeah. So you can find me um on Twitter and Instagram at it's Matt Steele. So I T S M A T T S T E E L E. Um, you can also find I uh, just released a movie uh, this past year called mm-hmm. Devos uh, that I wrote and uh, produced and, and starred and everything. And uh, that's available right now on Amazon Prime uh, for free for Pride. Um, and you'll love it. It's about bitchy boys in their high school musical, sort of like a retelling of All About Eve, but set in high school and about boys. Um, and you can also find it, rent or buy anywhere you rent or buy movies, Amazon, iTunes, YouTube movies, Google Play, Fandango Now, all that fun stuff. Wow. And yeah, you can check us out on- you memorize- that list oh I, the <laughs> list like, is longer wow. but like I, I'll, I'll spare all of you um and yeah you can just check us out at two gay mats on youtube or two gay mats the podcast and yep and i'm at matt palmer music uh and i also am a musician and uh just put out an ep called the good parts the seven song ep it's kind of like pop r&b stuff um and that's uh, available wherever you get your music, Spotify. If you, if anyone downloads iTunes things anymore, that would be great. I don't even know if that's an option, but wherever you can listen to music, my uh, EP, The Good Parts, is available. It has uh, the first video I put out is I Don't Want It and Do It All Again also. So both are available now. Amazing. Well, thank you both so much. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank you thank so much you. for having us. This was so great. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions to make our world a little bit better. This week, I wanted to mention two things. One is just a simple thing that I, I don't know if we've really called out before, which is, I know Instagram just changed their... Uh, profile interface so that you can add your pronouns on Instagram. And I feel like, yeah, we just haven't talked about like adding your pronouns to all of your profiles and even your, like your email signature Mm -hmm, is something mm -hmm. that everybody should do. It's super easy to just slap that on to the end of your, your profile um, because it just affirms the fact that you, you shouldn't assume anybody's gender uh, until they've told you it. Or you've confirmed it in some way. And that is a very easy, simple way to do it. Instagram made it really easy. The other thing I wanted to mention was the TikTok strike. I know very little about TikTok to begin with. (laughs) 
I did just start using it exclusively <laughs> for what I discovered is um, Tolkien talk, oh, wow. uh, just about Lord of the Rings, and then Cottagecore, because while I might not participate fully, I do really enjoy watching other people participate in that. Um, so I am getting more familiar, but I have a feeling the strike is not about either of those sections of no. TikTok. I, I, yeah, I will say also that uh, the corner of TikTok that I have seen the most is guinea pig TikTok. Because a friend of mine, <laughs> we always joke about guinea pigs and they send me, <laughs> there's there's a lot of guinea pig accounts. Anyway, obviously dance crazes are big on TikTok. That is sort of the stereotypical TikTok thing. Um, mm-hmm. But so many of these, I, I would say most of the choreography behind these dance crazes is made by black creators And what often happens is that the creators of this content end up getting kind of buried beneath people who copy them and then they go unattributed and oftentimes white creators will end up getting all of the followers and then all of the sponsorship money or get invited on late night shows. I mean, I think the famous example was there was a creator who got invited on The Tonight Show and then everybody was like, wait a second. (laughs) Actually, that uh, those dances, all the ones that she did were like made by black creators who aren't credited here. So the point is, it's important to know uh, where the content that you're consuming comes from. So in particular, using uh, engagement tools for marginalized creators. So, I mean, I know this is kind of like as someone who has spent a lot of time on the Internet, this is. You know, it's annoying to even say, but it's like things like liking, commenting, sharing, doing all three of those things on one post is a huge help for those those creators, for any creator. Um, so just being aware of when when you're liking, commenting, sharing, saving images and videos that boosts those creators. So make sure that you're diversifying your feed and then engaging with with the people, particularly marginalized creators, so that they are not buried in the the algorithm. What TV shows are you watching this week? Boy, oh boy, did I watch a lot of TV. I I was mostly off uh, the week before last and uh, really watched a lot of TV during that time. So I finished Mythic Quest, really enjoyed that. Um, I finished What We Do in the Shadows, also really enjoyed that. Also because I finished the second season of I Think You Should Leave, which is co-created by Tim Robinson. And Tim Robinson, a comedian, also co-created a show called Detroiters with Sam Richardson, who plays Richard Splett on Veep. It's about these two characters uh, who run pretty much just like a bad ad agency in Detroit. So they're doing those like bad local commercials and that's what they do. It's only two seasons. It's only 10 episodes per season, which is it's only 10 episodes per season, which is absolutely heartbreaking because it's a near perfect show. <laughs> it is it is so funny. It's so ridiculous, but also grounded and sweet, but also so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah, been watching a lot of TV. What about you? Uh, I've been rewatching a lot of older stuff. Oh, it's so unlike you. I know. The past couple of weeks, I've been watching like a huge smattering of uh, a bunch of old stuff. Uh, but the two things that I keep going back to and watching more and more of is Parks and Rec and Aww. Bob's Burgers, both of which, yes. I mean, I've seen all of. But uh, those two shows, I feel like I often, they're not necessarily in my rotation of like when I'm bored, I put on this show. So this has been an, an occasion to go back and like specifically rewatch them. Nice. And I'm enjoying them both. But and then of course Lovely. um I think you should leave. So insane. Yeah. Uh l- literally the most insane show. And there were a couple of moments in this season where I genuinely like scream laughed out loud just oh, by yeah. myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so really enjoy that. What is your non TV chaser? I don't know if you're going to have the same one. You might, but Harry Styles announced <gasps> yes. his tour and he's doing two nights. I mean, you and I were so excited for Harry Styles Halloween show in 2020 that then obviously got canceled, which was devastating. Also made sense. 
<laughs> but he's doing two shows, one the night before Halloween and one on mm-hmm. Halloween. And obviously we're going to be going to both. Obviously we're going to be dressed in two different costumes, one for each night. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. Also, Phoebe Bridgers is going on tour and she announced her concert and I have an alarm in my calendar for when to get ready to get those tickets tomorrow and I'm so excited so yeah so that's my chaser for the week because I'm very very excited about that yeah what about you what's your non-tv chaser that I'm also very excited about looking forward to uh October it's not that far away which is terrifying it's really not (laughs) horrible in addition to that I'll say I was very excited by the Emmy announcements this week multiple former guest complainers uh most excitingly MJ Rodriguez who we just had uh, made history the yes! first ever trans woman to be nominated. Well, yeah, right? To be nominated in a lead acting yeah. role for drama, right? Drama, yeah. Right. It is more and more exciting the more specific uh, some of these folks yeah. <laughs> are getting because it's like, all right, mm-hmm. you know, it's becoming less of a shocking thing to see previously unrecognized groups of people. But MJ Rodriguez, absolutely amazing. And then, of course, Bowen. Bowen. <laughs> um, oh, the first so ever happy. featured player, which is. Which is how? It's incredible. Yeah. I'm so happy. I don't think I really think that much about how, like, on SNL, most of, uh, like, most of the cast are, like, full-time cast members. But then, like, there are kind of junior cast members that are featured mm-hmm. players. Um, yeah. And... Bowen is the first one ever <laughs> to be nominated for an Emmy, which is absolutely amazing. Also one of the first yeah. Chinese Americans to be nominated in uh, in the acting categories. So anyway, I think the Emmy is it felt very um, it felt very positive and good. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I love it. I'm excited. It's the only award show that I remotely care about. So, yeah. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want more Unhappy Hour shit, I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. You can head to my Patreon page. You're going to get video of Bonus Worst Things First that are cut from this week's episode. You'll get video of guest complainer interviews and a whole bunch more, including audio, a special feed that you'll get right here where you listen to your, your podcast. You can also, of course, buy merch, Unhappy Hour merch at unhappyhourshop.com. And obviously, as always, head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, or wherever you get podcasts, hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Arlena Revelo, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. I think we're alone now. Boom. 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 <laughs> Children behave. <laughs>